three, three, two, two, one. Whew. Guys, oh my goodness. I may be getting a little emotional here. This is uh, this is episode 40. It is 40 sit-downs of Easton and I, you know, staring at a screen, talking to each other about God knows what. And, you know, it's it's been a long, eventful summer for both of us. Easton's now officially an old man. He has entered the realm of being an alumni. Um, it's a lot to take in. You know, I'm starting to settle into it. Easton's just getting into it, though. He's going to go through that core life crisis, as we all do. But episode 40, and we've got, we've got an interesting one to talk about today, because there's, there's a lot of news surrounding our both of ours now alma mater. Both of our alma mater now. What a what a sad tale there. Yeah, I'm re- I'm retired. I've I've joined Barzi. I can no longer throw the slide jokes his way. But we got a good one for you today, folks. Episode 40. We had to make it special. Of course, sponsored by Celsius. Thank you to our partners over at Celsius. Um, <laughs> we got some Valpo news. So it's gonna be a little local. We know not everyone amongst the listening base is from Valpo, but some interesting stuff today that uh, struck national news. Both of the stories actually we're gonna talk about. So first, we had a little mascot change. This has been in the works, um, a known phenomenon that this is going to happen. And second, little did Barzi and I know, we've been under the influence of communism. Oh yeah. For for Barzi for four years, myself for five years now. So, you know, it's tough to hear. We'll dig into it. And then, of course, we'll add a little silly segment at the end. So stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a great one. Episode 40. Take it away, Barzi. Oh, yeah, we're going to do some digging. And we have done a couple local Valpo episodes over, like Easton said, we we some, we like to branch out because not all of our, most of our listening base is not Valpo. But the thing is, like Easton said, Valpo went national. Valpo went big time national over these last couple of weeks. And we're, we're going to start off with this name change. We did an episode a couple of weeks back talking about, or maybe a couple months back, I don't even remember how long this process has been, um, regarding when they announced they were going to be changing the name. It was Crusaders, we were the Valparaiso Crusaders. And they were changing it because of outside issues that could have been deemed offensive. And we talked about that all in that episode. So we'll kind of leave that there. But so go listen to it. Go listen to it. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. It's a good one. And now Valpo has finally announced their name. Easton, what's the big reveal? Drum roll, please. What is the name? The name. The Valpo Bacons. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beacons, beacons, the Valpo beacons. Yeah, so uh, I memory's a little stark here, but I think we discussed some of the options on that episode. Um, To give you guys a quick refresher, yes, we're the Crusaders. The options were um, Lightning Hawks, Dune Hawks, the Storm, the Tempest, uh, the Gold, the Shields, the Beacons, and a couple others. Anyways, the decision has been made as of August 10th, 2021, the institution Valparaiso University is now the Beacons, the Beacons, baby. And as you can imagine, there's been a lot of volatile reaction to this. Some love it. 
Some hate it, some could care less. But there's been another factor that has really caused, I'd say, everyone to come together. And that's on the the current logo design that has been, you know, circulating the web that Valpo put out. And let me just tell you, I know nothing about Photoshop, but I promise you, I absolutely promise you, I could have made the very logo that they put out. No, there's no doubt. There's really no doubt. Uh, I don't know how long they took to come up with that. Come but on. But to me, to me, it, it seems a little rushed. If you're going to throw something out there like that, just leave us on edge for a month or two. Come up with something good and then put it out there. Um, I do have to say, I've got to give some credit to Valpo Twitter. Usually, not the, not the best Twitter. Not a lot of humor going on. But the world of Valpo Twitter took to this logo and they yeah. just ate it alive. And it was a beautiful sight because, yes, it was atrocious. Um, for those of you who have not seen it, I'm sure you can find it on pretty much any Valpo page, the main university page, the athletics page. It, it looks like something that they made in Microsoft PowerPoint. And they, they just used <laughs> the little free clip arts on the side and threw something together. I don't know what the thought process was there, but it's horrible. It was horrible. And since, you know, some people have come up with their own logos, um, they've modified the ones that have been thrown out there, and they're much better. There's a good way to do it, right? I don't love the name. I'll be upfront about that. Yeah. Doesn't really ring a chord with me. It is what it is, though. Decision's been made. But the logo, I mean... Can we at least get that right, people? Come on. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely talk about the whole the name decision. But just going off the logo right now, the Easton discussed how bad it was, and honestly, I'll probably post it on the social media page so you can see it if you guys haven't seen it. But it's bad, and there were two separate fonts. I'm no logo maker. There was the Valpo font, which is just whatever. It's how it's always been. And then the Beacons, the new name, was in a different font. And I don't know if they saw this and thought like, oh, uh, honestly, I I have no idea what they thought. I've never seen anything with two separate fonts, anything that's official, anything that's clean like that. I've never seen it. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they were oblivious to it. I don't know if they were like, oh, it looks fine. I was going through their mind. But like Easton, like you said, they had they did not have to rush a logo out. A logo is basically the ma- most important part of this. The logo yeah. is going to be on all the branding. It's going to be on the marketing. It's going to be what when you think Valpo, it's going to be the logo most likely. And for them to rush out this crap logo, and it's just embarrassing. There's really no other way to put it. It's very embarrassing, and you know. I have my own theories as to why they went with it. Oh. I, uh, well, listen, I talked a little <laughs> bit previously about this whole idea of rebranding, right? And there's a big price tag that comes with rebranding um, a university mascot and logo, right. whatever. So either A, this was just not thought out at all, or B, they literally are just taking the cheaper route. They realize after making this decision that we're not going to be the Crusaders anymore. Oh, 
there is a giant price to doing all of this. And this is a big process. Do we have the money for it? I don't know. But what's one cheap way to solve that? Just throw up a little Microsoft PowerPoint clip art logo. And that's garbage. And garbage. See, you're, you're absolutely right about that. But the thing is, you're seeing all these Eason, you talked about Valpo Twitter. Valpo Twitter has been on one. They've been throwing out redesigns, every possible creative. Some options are actually really good. There's one option that I saw that's caught a ton of fire and it's it's pretty popular on Valpo Twitter right now. But it just goes to show you really don't have to put much effort at all into making a clean and modern looking logo that will do well for the university. And it doesn't take much, but they somehow found a way to mess it all up monumentally. It, like someone, Valpo Twitter is showing you that there is, you could reach out to people in the community. You could do this, that you don't even have to pay and you could still find a great logo. And they just didn't, they butchered it bad. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they are hearing this. The administrators are hearing this the president, whoever it is, they're seeing and this, and they're going to correct the missteps they took. Yeah. Look, I don't think it's been finalized by any means. Um, I would sure hope not. But yeah, it's it's atrocious. And I think that as a university, you at least have the duty, if you're going to change a whole mascot and rebrand a whole university, outsource to someone that knows what they're doing when you make this stuff i mean come on when christian i mean we joke a lot on this podcast but when both of us say that we could make a better logo than this i'm not kidding one bit like it's that bad it's really that bad to the point where if i took an hour out of my day and messed around on some you know editing graphic art design website i would easily be able to make three or four logos better than this And I'm no computer whiz by any means. So, yeah, I mean, it's just brutal. And something interesting to me, Christian, and this goes to a point you made earlier. You said, you know, that uh, amongst alumni and the students, yeah. some some love it. Talking about the mascot and uh, yeah. logo, that is. Some are impartial and some hate it. I'm going to somewhat disagree with that and say that people either don't care like you said or they hate it because what's funny is the people that were gung-ho about getting this mascot gone as quickly as possible have not said anything about this logo and there is not one human being on this planet that can justify that logo it's horrible and the same people that wanted to rush and get it gone have been crickets about the logo so how much did they really care about this in the first place was it just a matter of we just needed to get rid of it because that yeah if that's important to you then yes that's step one but listen if you're gonna put in all of that effort to get something changed you have to follow up on the back end too right you have to put in effort to coming up with a good logo a good mascot making sure the university is held accountable for, um, you know, producing something that people care about. We talked a little bit about the episode on, you know, potential downfall in enrollment and how critical that's been to the university over the last few years. This isn't going to help. So, again, 
if you're so crazy about getting rid of the Crusader, you better also be crazy about making sure that the next logo and mascot are, you know, worth people's time and mean something. And none of those people have really been vocal about this. And that, to me, that's the most frustrating part. Yes. And look, you said it. This probably is not a final logo design. But the fact that they put it out, I don't understand why they would do that if it weren't finalized. Um, but it just doesn't look final. And to me, there's no way they would end up putting something like that in the middle of the basketball court something on all this merchandise, like I said, something that would make it the face of, you know, of Valpo, essentially. So we shall see. We shall see when it comes to the logo. Yeah, pretty much everyone hates the logo. Um, when it comes to the name, which I, which was what I was more referring to when I said, like, some love it, some hate it, some are impartial. The name is a whole different conversation. Because I saw you tweeted some. You, you like to get out and tweet sometimes when things like these arise. Hey, and I've been cutting loose a little bit lately. You right? have been cutting loose. I appreciate that. I took a, I took a four-ish year layoff on Twitter where wasn't yep. too active, and, and now I've been getting back into it a little buzzy. Now I'm feeling oh, myself a little bit. Uh, you made a point. You made a point. So the Beacon, uh, the university has its own meanings for it, and honestly, they're pretty good meanings. Like It, it has uh, Beacon Hall and Beacon. It has a lot of stuff on campus that have been called the beacon or just a part of the history of the university whatever it may be but the logo there's a lighthouse in the logo and the closest lighthouse like you said in your tweet is about 30 miles away from the university and that's on the shore of lake michigan and we were just like you were trying to figure out like everyone else is trying to figure out what does a lighthouse have to do with a landlocked Indiana school what does that have to do with it tell me tell me yeah so <laughs> for those of you who are unaware of the tweet I'll give it a little read here yeah, ESPN yeah. tweeted um you know breaking news Valpo Athletics has changed their nickname to the Beacons here's a look at their new logo so again this is another frustrating part about it is you've got ESPN tweeting this and they're throwing out yeah. this just god-awful yes. logo like we talked about so yeah this is you know getting national attention and yeah my word did it just get ripped in the comments so. annihilated but anyway so i i quoted that tweet <laughs> and with a dose of sarcasm here i said what a selection exclamation mark a lighthouse mascot represents valpo check intimidating check looks good on all apparel and uniforms check couldn't have asked for anything better. Proud Beacon, roll lighthouses. Wow. Simple and sweet. <laughs> There's a lot of attitude in that tweet. Whole lot of attitude. I, I, I come with the tude sometimes, you know? <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. A lighthouse has really nothing to do with Valpo. And see, the Beacon, when I think Beacon, I, I think more so. And this is also the way they were going. Shining a light whatever, being beacons of whatever, a bunch of good cookie-cutter words out there. Um, but there's so many other ways you could display it than a lighthouse. And I see what they were going for. They like to say a big selling point for the university is it's right by the Indiana Dunes, but it's really not right by the Indiana Dunes. You still got to hop on the highway to get there. And, it's still and it really an doesn't have 
it's still half an hour. So it really doesn't have that much to do with the university as a whole. Um, so it's just, it, it boggles my mind. So with the logo, one of the logos I was talking about earlier, I'm sure you saw it. Valpo is kind of known. It has a big, it's like the biggest Lutheran chapel on a college campus in America. And the redesign that I saw on Twitter centered around that with like light shining off it. And I was like, okay, simple, effective. And it actually would look good in the middle of a court on apparel, whatever it may be. It's not that hard. Yeah. And the problem with it is I think when you go for a logo or new mascot, a lot of schools go the, I guess, quote unquote, intimidating route. You know, you get a mascot that means something to the athletics. Um, that they can kind of get behind and show some sort of ferociousness. Yeah. Or it has meaning to the school. And I did see the logo that you're talking about and I thought it was great. And yeah, like you said, I believe that the, the chapel on the campus is the second largest chapel in the, in the whole United States. And then the largest Lutheran chapel, like you said. Yeah. Um, I think Dukes is the only school that has a bigger chapel than that. So yeah, it's it's something that's significant to the university and it fits perfectly with the direction they took this. The whole yeah. point like you said was, you know, to provide light and all the good buzzwords you could think of. And it fit perfectly until you just slap a lighthouse on there. A lighthouse has nothing to do with Valpo. I, there's not a lighthouse within an hour of us. It's like, <laughs> you know, there I think the what is there there is one on the Indiana Dunes. I yes, I don't know where it is. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. It's not it's not on the close part to Valpo. I'll tell you that. No, it's not. So it literally has no meaning to the university. And again, the thing that's so frustrating about this is how there was so much noise made about changing the logo and the mascot. And then they put something as horrible as this out there. And, and the same crowd is just silent about it. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, you made the argument that it's not all about athletics, which I would argue, speaking in terms of a mascot and a logo, a lot of it does have to do with athletics. I won't right. say all of it, but, you know, that's kind of why it's there, right? Um, and, yeah, then they just took it this route, and you haven't heard a peep. So, yeah, at the lighthouse is just something else, man. It's and I, I guess I guess I'd say my final comment relating to this would just be the fact that I don't the, the name Beacon. Like, it's not like I love it, but I'm not like a huge hater of it. But if I were Valpo, I would have probably gone the more honestly we've talked about intimidating athletic route. Because at the end of the day, as much as Valpo wants to try and shy away from it, they've tried to stay more true to the academic side of things athletics are what's going to drive a university in this country nowadays. And that's just the case, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, softball, volleyball, whatever it is, athletics drive institutions. So I can understand, great, you want to, you want to do something that relates to everything around the university, but academics are what's going to bring students in. It's going to bring the money in. It's going to bring all this good stuff in. And then from there, you can bring them in with the great academics or whatever it is. But I just, I feel like, and I I know this is probably never really in consideration because I feel like people on the board are probably not that involved with the athletic side of things, but 
athletics would have been the route I would have took because, like I said, I believe that is how you grow a university to the best of your ability. Yeah, and I mean, you're just you're just calling a spade a spade here. It's at, academics is very important to Valparaiso University. Um, it's something that they take great pride in, and I'm you know we're not devaluing that. Um, it's just that when you speak specifically about a logo and about a mascot, that just has a lot more to do with athletics. You know, if someone is, you know, um, committing to a university for the academics, let's say you're going to a Harvard or a Yale. Yeah. They could care less about what the logo or mascot is. They want to go to Harvard or they want to go to Yale. It's the same reason if, if someone wanted to go to Valpo for their academics. They just want to go to Valparaiso University. They don't want to go there because they're the Crusaders or the Beacons or they have a lighthouse mascot. Yeah. That That's not driving their decision. It's a lot more specific to athletics. And again, that's just calling a spade a spade. That's the reality of it. Um, so yeah, it is frustrating because they could have went the more intimidating route or like we talked about, just make it mean something to the university. I I wish that I had a that whoever made that logo pulled up because they did a great job with it, honestly. Yeah. But you had so many options you could have went with in talking about a Lutheran university. You go with the beacons and somehow you end up with a lighthouse. We could have <laughs> just, we could have just kept the, the Valpo shield, which is all over the place. You could have related that to beacon somehow very easily, you know, make some light be shining from behind the shield or something like that. Yeah go with the chapel, do just a, you know, I've seen a few logos where it's just the the Valpo V with some light coming from it, yeah. keeping it simple. But they just, I, you know, I honestly think what they did is, again, they got on PowerPoint, scrolling through clip art. Oh, Lighthouse, that looked good. Plopped it on there. Okay, so what would have been your choice for the name? If you were the man in charge, you had all the power, what would you have went with? easy one here and i think this was a, a pretty big consensus amongst most people i talked to i would have went with the dune hawks um yeah. so the dune hawks they bring in that kind of intimidating factor it's a very easy logo decision because you're going with a hawk and you know making it the valpo colors brown and gold um and then it does mean something to valpo like we talked about the dunes are near us you go with the Dune Hawks. Um, I liked that one the most personally. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same page with you. Like, I don't love Beacons as uh, a mascot, I guess. But it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, it'll pe- people will get used to it. Um, they'll adapt to it. And it'll, it is what it is at this point. But, yeah, if I had a choice, I, I would have definitely went with Dune Hawks, I think. Okay. And yeah, I agree with you. I love doing Hawks. I also like the uh, Tempest a lot. I don't know what Tempest has to do with Valpo at all, but it sounds kind of cool. So, but Dune Hawks, and that would have been a great athletic name too. Like, yeah, that would have been great for the athletic side. Um, Look, and, and and I I'm sure that you know, on the off chance that someone that's listening to this is true and and loves you know Valparaiso academics they could care less about the athletics it might sound like we're being biased here 
but truthfully a mascot and a logo is so much more specific to the athletics of a university than yeah. it is anything else um you know you're gonna put that on apparel which people wear to sporting yeah. events you're gonna put it on team uniforms um it's gonna probably find its way in a fight song like that all of that stuff is just very specific to athletics and that's just the facts of it um i'm not trying to to play in my athletic bias here i'm just saying with at any university that's pretty much what the mascot and logo are there for um so that's my two cents but well at this point it's 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 kind of a rough transition but i don't know how else we would transition <laughs> into this next topic it has to do with Valparaiso, Valparaiso University, the Beacons, but it doesn't really have anything to do with it because it is the most absurd news story I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I woke up one morning to, uh, it was an article put out late at night, and it was all over social media that the Attorney General of Indiana was concerned that communist ideals were being infiltrated through Valparaiso University and that the university was now um, under investigation by the state attorney general. So that kind of, that, that threw me for a loop. So that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life, quite frankly. I mean, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. When I saw this, I was just like, what in the hell? Where did he get this from? You know, yeah. so the claim again was that the we have a Confucius Institute. It's actually over by um, the baseball facilities. Yeah. And it's it's a smaller building. I believe the purpose of it is you can go there and learn a little more about the culture. Um, if you have language classes, some of those are there. It, a very common building to have on a university campus, something of that nature, right? Um, so if I remember right from the article, his claims were basically that the people within that little sector of the university were being influenced by the Communist Party in China, yeah, which were then taking it to a university level and, and using communism to sort of guide how the, how the university operates. And you're right, it is kind of funny that this news story broke just days after the mascot change. I think it was the same day or even the was day it? after. I don't yeah. think there was yeah. really much of a gap at all. No. So Valpo was all over the place. And just, yeah, the claim, and I think there was truth to the fact. So these Confucius Institutes, like you said, they're all over the, the country at different places. And Basically, they are funded by China because it's just a way that China wants to, you know, grow the culture in America, or, you know, inform, educate. And Todd Rokita, the attorney general of Indiana, claimed that this means they are trying to spread communist ideals. And Easton said it earlier. You were at Valp for five years. I was there for four years. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I once Ever. And these are right by the baseball field. These are literally right by the baseball field. I never saw anyone go in or anyone go out of those houses. I honestly thought that they were not in use anymore because I did not like I don't even remember cars being parked in the driveway. It was like more of a house than a building or a couple houses. But when I saw this and I saw that it was based on those buildings, I was like, 
I, I swear that no one has ever been in those houses ever, ever. And what's, what's ironic about all of it is that he chose Valpo of Valbrae. all the univer- of all the universities yes. to make this claim towards. Yes. And you're talking about a private Lutheran university. I hate to break it to you, but those aren't exactly the boxes you look to check (laughs) in communism. No. No, no, they're not. And to think, to make the absurd claim that this somehow, you know, got to a university level of influence is is so absurd. and, And it's just weird that it came out of nowhere. Like, this was never even something that was kind of in question um, that other minor stories had broke before this big investigation was, you know, posted on the the front page of the NWI Times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like a bombshell dropped. And as both of us had the reaction, and I'm sure everyone involved with the university, it was just like, what? Like, what? what is the base to this, you know? But what are we, what is the foundational knowledge you're using here to try and claim that we're, you know, basically a communist university? And we live in very volatile um, political and opinionated times right now. So when I saw this article, I had no idea what the reception would be. But I was very pleased and happy to find out that basically universally the reception yeah. was, this guy is an idiot. What the <laughs> heck is going on? And it didn't matter wherever you were on the political spectrum. It was all that this guy's an idiot. So it felt good to see that. You brought everyone together on this point. And I agree. This guy's an idiot. And I've, really, I've never heard of him until now. And now that I do more research into his background and history, I can't say I'm surprised by it. But yeah, the guy's an idiot. Well, and the other thing that's funny about all of this is the person that is passing the budget to allow um, for the continued education, um, the Confucius Institute, to be a presence was the governor, who is very right-leaning. So he's the guy that is supporting this and allowing this to, to go on and be a part of the universities in Indiana. And then the attorney general just shoots that right in the foot. It's like, you really think that this guy, of all the governors out there, would be the one to just willy-nilly be okay with, you know, communist influence at, a, at a, an American university? It's just not, there's no it's, way. And, and also, I agree. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say, it's such a buzzword communist like it's such a buzzword that it's like socialist yeah yeah to try and scare people it's so stupid yeah exactly it's the same you know everyone calls biden a socialist that type of stuff (laughs) it's it's just the big buzzword to use right and yeah it's you know you hit it on the head there's just no way no way that this could ever happen and it was great to see the response of everyone just universally bashing this guy. Because again, I kind of tend to think that um, as a university, Valparaiso is, I I won't say 50-50, but compared to a lot of other universities within the United States, you know, you've got your good mix of more liberal influence and more conservative influence there. Um, And pretty much everyone, even some 
some people I follow on Twitter that are more conservative. They were just like, what on earth is this guy talking about? So that was good to see. It's good to see that there's a line that people can draw where it's like, there's okay, a line. even though, even though I may fall under the same, uh, you know, party or, uh, or whatever is this guy, I can still draw the line and call nonsense when I see it. So yeah, that was great to hear, but just what a wild story, man. What a wild story. What a wild story. And I'm not going to claim to know really anything about the politics or of certain things that are going on in Indiana. But another big point was that people were in the comments section saying, we've got all these issues we should deal with, all these problems to deal with in the state. And this is what this guy is doing. This is what he's spending our tax dollars on. And that right there is a very yeah, valid point. Exact. Zone. And I, I read an update on this saying that basically people were asking him like do you have evidence for this and they and what he keeps saying is yes but we're not going to come public with it yet um for whatever like reasons um legal reasons so well, who 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 knows man who knows what what he could possibly have probably nothing probably well, nothing it's going to be a tough pill to swallow if somehow some way <laughs> this this guy is on to something. I really don't just think it's the case. In our face. <laughs> I really don't think it's the case, but you know, we we've took we've taken a tough stance on this. So yeah, we Fair. can look really stupid here. I'm I'm siding on the side of we're gonna be okay, that this guy's just full of it. My personal opinion is I'm thinking he was in bed one night, sitting there with his wife. He saw that the the university changed its name from Crusaders. And you know, he was offended. Uh, he was. He, he he took the snowflake route and again just cried out that buzzword of communism. Had you to get it out there. You are so right, though. You're like the fact that. Can you hear my cat? By the way. She says <laughs> yeah. Hi. I love that. Um, but yeah, the fact that this just this happened and this was a thing. This is the harshest stance we have taken, I think, in our 40 episodes. Usually we, we're pretty open to ideas, whatever. We've taken a harsh stance on this. So let's see if it gets thrown back in our faces. I don't think it will. But I, and to finish this, to and, finish this. Oh, go ahead. What do you No, Go ahead. You got it. Because I was just going to transition into our segment. So if you got something. Oh, no. That, that's, that's exactly what I was getting into as well. If this guy, the attorney general of the state of Indiana can come out with these claims like this. And, you know, who knows? It it may have just been the guy had one too many beers one night and got these thoughts brewing in his head. That I think, Christian, I think it's only fair that both of us can also make these claims. So we did you guys the service. Christian and I have come to the table with conspiracies about the university may or may not be true have no backing but it is what it is if he's making the claim so are we christian what is one conspiracy about the university that you have oh yeah so i've got two and you know we were thinking about this right before the episode and you said it perfectly <laughs> it's got these have no backing no backing whatsoever but there could be some backing depending on what lens you look at it through. So my first one, this one's baseball related and it, 
this one has this one's pretty out there. So Emery G. Bauer is the name of our field. Emery G. Bauer field. He's been a big a big figure in our time at Valpo. You know, we we relate everything to Emery G. Bauer, this, that. But no one no one really he's dead. He's been dead for a long time. But no one really knows anything about the guy. No one's really seen anything about the guy. No one's seen any pictures, or I have not seen any pictures. So my conspiracy is that Emery G. Bauer is not a real person, and he is solely used as a name for the field and some, like, big figure that everyone can, like, huddle around and get behind. And like I said, I've never seen any evidence that this is a guy who existed. And eventually, he was allegedly some some coach who got who coached a Valpo for 20, 30 years, however many years. I'm calling bullshit on it. That's my first conspiracy. Now, listen, you know, for the the loyal listeners of this podcast. Yeah, that is something I would typically hold against Barzi in the end of the episode Barzi rating, you know, but keeping in mind the whole purpose of this segment is to be a bit ridiculous so I can appreciate that Barzi. I like that. I too have not seen a picture of Emery G Bauer. Um, you know, he's, he's more of a, uh, like cult? a god, he he's more yeah. of like a, a god presence, you know. Yeah. We all we refer to the field as old Emery, Emery G. Yeah, we've talked about it as just a household name for years on end. And you're right, Christian. No one's ever taken a second to just question, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> no one knows. So yeah, just sleep on that. Think about I'll it. Sleep on it. All right. I I like that. Again, whole point of this segment to be ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) My conspiracy. As many of you know that went to the university, and for those that didn't, I'll fill you in here. So, there is a guest house. Most universities have this. The guest house is a place where, um, you know, special speakers or um, bigger figures that are coming to the university for whatever event, that's where the university will house them for their stay. We have a guest house. It is it is right on a corner between the fitness center um, and the College of Arts and Sciences. It's a nice house. It looks very, I don't want to say average. It's, it, again, very nice house but it's not massive by any means from the outside. However, we did used to work the concessions as a baseball team. It was uh, a way we brought in some money for the program. Players would go work the concessions. I spoke to a lady there that um, she was one of the people on the university that cleaned the guest house. And she said that the inside is massive. And it's just beautiful. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous house, basically. What? Yeah, gorgeous house. So, you know, my brain got ticking a little bit before this episode. I kind of like the Emory G phenomenon. I have never really seen someone enter this place nor exit it. Oh, I haven't either. You know, uh, Cornell West came and spoke our freshman year. Yes. And I, I it is rumored that he stayed there. Okay. But that's the only person I've really heard of. You know, I'm sure it's for bigger donors, what have you. But I have a little conspiracy, Christian. 
And my conspiracy is that the Valparaiso University guest house is actually a high stakes poker facility. So I think that that house is being used for high stakes poker players all around the world. They come into okay. this guest house okay. during the after hours okay. when the whole city's sleeping because everyone knows, you know, Valpo goes to bed a little early. It can get wild up until about 10. But after that, it's really just the students out and about. So I think that these people are going to this guest house. They're getting flown in from all walks of the earth and they're playing these high stakes poker games. Who knows? 10, 20, 50 K buy-ins, maybe potential mafia involvement. And this house is just a money pit of high stakes poker. Everyone talks about our high endowment. Yes. And we we never really see that much, you know, no. at the university no. level. So I'm thinking exactly. what's going on is, is these players are coming in using this as a place to play their high stakes poker games. The university gets a small cut of it that goes towards the endowment. Bingo, bango. I'm on to you guys. So honestly, I'm, we, we literally gave ourselves about two to three minutes to come up with the most absurd things we could think of right before the episode. I'm impressed. I am very impressed that that is what you came up with. Um, honestly, like I, I, I'm, I'm relating that to like an improv. I feel like you would be good at an improv type thing where you just say the craziest shit that comes to your mind. Cause that is the most out there conspiracy I've ever heard in my life. But now I'm very interested about the guest house because now you say it, hooked. I've never like, I've never heard or seen anything related to the guest house. I know it's there. I've never really thought about it, but now that you say it, Maybe like we, one of us has to make it big in something, go back to the university, give a speech, give some kind of talk and live in the guest house. I think that's the only way that this gets settled right now. Look, I don't want to give away the blueprint too much, but in the situation that one of us becomes very successful in say online poker, um, we make it big, maybe world series of poker big. Yeah. We go play at one of these high stakes games at the guest house. At the guest house. Day after, expose the whole thing. Blow and and you know, it, I'm sure that the pe- you know, it's a it's got to be a high end operation over there, so they're probably hearing this, and we'll never get invited. I might have just blown our cover, but if they don't, that might be a game plan, Christian. That might be a game plan. I appreciate that one. I appreciate that one a lot. And see, my last one is not as out there as that. This last one does not have any backing, as none of ours has. But this, so my senior year, Easton's kind of senior year, I lived in a house called 820 Brown. And 820 Brown was known to be the spot for weekend activities. And there were points where there was a lot of drama surrounding A20 Brown with the campus police, Valparaiso police, for whatever reason. And my conspiracy is that the fraternities were putting the cops on them, on us, because they were mad that we were taking everything away and putting it all centralized right in our house. So that's my conspiracy. And there's absolutely no backing. But damn, I, I, 
Believe it. I believe it. Yeah, big claims. And I'm starting hey, war listen. two years after, a year and a half. I don't – I mean, that one is not as bold as your first I know. one. It's not as bold. It's not as bold. In terms of feasibility, right. that, that could – could have happened and you know i'll I'll let you in on a little something like christian said you know he did his four years of time i stayed an extra one for five this year and sorry to throw him under the bus but i have to for the sake of the episode the sorority houses they're right behind 820 brown the same house christian just spoke of and it was almost confirmed a few times that they were actually the ones to dial wow. up, dial up the old uh, the old popo for noise complaints, and as everyone knows, this was an odd year. We really only had our team at the house um, because of restrictions within the university. So by far the quietest that house has been in years, and yet we still had issues. So you might wow. be onto something there. It might be. It just might be a collaborative effort, you know. We know, yeah. we, we know that the, the yeah. fraternities and sororities, the Greek they, life, they, they do a lot together. They associate with each other. Maybe they're trying to take us down, man. Wow. Now that you've expanded, I think the Greek life, not just fraternities, I think they're all colluding here and trying to take down a common enemy. And I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. They failed. They failed. <laughs> and they will fail. They, but they, they did fail. You and I both have many friends in, in Greek life, great people, but I might have to talk to them after this because, you know, that's a good point you make there. That's a good point. And it, it gets the brain thinking a little bit. So that was my final conspiracy. And that one was not as far out there. And it's, it's still pretty far out there, but there's some feasibility to it. There's some. There's some Small feasibility amount. Small to it. Amount. Some feasibility to it. And Christian, I also have one more for you. And this this one's simple. Simple and sweet. I have a conspiracy. There was an individual at the university during our time there. Okay. That was responsible for, for, okay, little backstory. The cafeteria. We have the main cafeteria, and then we have a little side cafe um, where you can buy individual items. So a hot item at this cafe was Ben & Jerry's half-baked ice cream. And it was pretty well known that I believe Mondays they would get the shipment in, and it was just a mad dash to get there. And oftentimes... Was that well known? Well, (laughs) just hold your tongue for a second. If you went Monday afternoon to Monday evening, there were times, and you could stock this thing about eight to ten deep of these ice creams, that these were wiped out and gone. I've got a little conspiracy that all along, you knew someone on the oh. inside, and you and you were you are intercepting those shipments and getting all of the ice cream before anyone else could. Everyone knows your love for ice cream. I it's love un- it. it. It's so undeniable. Nice. You'll go to the grave with it. It's your favorite thing to eat. It, is it isn't a coincidence that every time we're trying to go get some half-baked ice cream on a Monday evening, 
it's completely gone. There's no way that on a small campus, it all got bought out that quick. So I think you had people working on the inside oh. and you were you were intercepting those shipments oh. and taking it all to yourself. I kind of like that conspiracy. I think you're on to something here. I, I think, think you're I on something, buddy. I think I am. No. And, I, and, and I came up with that while you were t- saying the last conspiracy. So listen. You're just a genius. I'm starting to go now. The Celsius you're, is kicking in, man. You're built different. And that's too bad because uh, we have reached conclusion to yet another episode of You Wouldn't Get it, Episode 40. We hammered that in the beginning, but, you know, that's something about the every 10 that really uh, makes you emotional, makes you want to get emotional. Yeah, man, we're, we're, coming up, we're coming up on 50. Oh, geez. Half a century of episodes, man. That's, like, that's like a midlife crisis kind of right is. there. It wow. really is. And, of course, at the end of every, every episode... I have to give my Barzy rating. You have to. Look, I mean, the only point today that you were ridiculous was when you were asked to be ridiculous. Thank which, you. which, Thank which, you. honestly, that should count towards some bonus points there. Thank you. It's Thank episode you. forty. I'm feeling emotional. I'm feeling generous. And if there's one thing that I can always count on Christian for, it's to band against the Valpo haters and state. <laughs> what the majority wants we were the voices of valpo and i love it and i can always i can i can always (laughs) count on you to step up for that um so you know what christian i can't even believe i'm saying this i really can't you broke your record today i'm going 9.8 oh my god Delivering an episode for the ages. You came in prepared. You were ridiculous when you had to be ridiculous. You attacked. It was great. We went after the attorney general. We went after the university. We went after the illogical get rid of a mascot and then come up with a dumb one, people. I mean, what an episode. Emotional, a roller coaster, 9.8. And, and and honestly, when I give you these high ratings, I always say it pains me to say this, but today it doesn't pain me to say it. I feel great about giving it to you. I am going, there's nothing more for me to say. So I'm just going to let the, that end the episode and let that resonate with the, with the listeners. So Spotify, Apple podcast, Twitter, remember everything Easton just said, cause it's all true. It's all damn true. We're the voices of Alpo. There's nothing you can do about it. 9.8 on the Barzy rating. Guys, we will see you next time. Have a good one.